Hello, fellow Trekkies. Welcome back to another episode of Yelling About Star Trek. My name is Chris Fox, and this is the show where I yell at you about all things Star Trek for your amusement, so I'm not yelling at my friends and family who really don't want to hear about my thoughts and opinions and theories on this fantastic franchise. Today, I want to tackle the very important issue of racism, and specifically, I want to ask the question, is Star Trek racist? Short answer, no, absolutely not. If it was racist, I wouldn't be watching it, and I certainly wouldn't be podcasting about it. But I do think there are some aspects of the series that are concerning. In fact, I actually think there are three things that are worthy of discussion. So, before we get into all of that, as usual, get out of your space pajamas, put on your shiniest pair of boots, get a cup of coffee, get a cup of tea, maybe some iced tea if you want to pull the archer maneuver, and brace for impact, because this is going to get a little intense. Racism in Star Trek, not a super common thing in the sense that it's being perpetrated by the main characters themselves. Typically, when Star Trek deals with racism, it's usually an alien race that is being racist towards someone else or, uh, you know, is spouting out hate or, you know, something that's fairly negative and, and as I said, racist. So typically, that's what we see in Star Trek and that's what we kind of think about when we think of them dealing with racism. But... There are three things that I think warrant some discussion because they are a little bit concerning. And the first thing I want to talk about is what I call the one race, one shtick approach. And that is a trope that, you know, is super common in sci-fi, but is really problematic in Star Trek. And that is this idea that almost every alien race only has one trait. And now there's some practical reasons for that. Like, for example, you get the Klingons, who are all about honor and fighting. You get Vulcans, who are all about logic. You get Bajorans, who are all about faith. And the reason they do that is, well, one, is so that we as the viewers can kind of know, okay, that's who we're talking about. That's kind of their shtick. It's easy to follow. We understand what that is. But the other reason that they do this is to endow alien races with one aspect of humanity and then explore that so that when we're watching an episode, we as the viewer can kind of understand and kind of go on the journey of exploring that topic in the context of Star Trek. So for example, we might explore what does it mean to have faith, but in Star Trek we'll do it in the lens of the Bajorans who are very spiritual and we might you know, explore the question of what does war mean? What does it mean to be an honorable person and to, you know, participate in war honorably? And we might explore that concept through the Klingons, which is fine. It makes sense. Again, it's a very common trope in a lot of science fiction and very prevalent in Star Trek. But the problem is, as I see it, when you start doing this, is you start creating stereotypes that we as the viewer have and even the characters themselves have about that alien race. Like there's a great example that I can think of 
in the episode Caretaker, which, uh, as you might know, was the first episode of Voyager, and that's where they get stranded in the Delta Quadrant, blah, blah, blah. But there's a scene where Ensign Kim is on DS9, and he's interacting with Quark, and he says to Quark, ah, we were warned about the Ferengi and the Academy, basically implying that, okay, we were warned that all Ferengi are... Uh, obsessed with business and profit and everybody, every Ferengi that we meet is going to want to swindle us. And that's kind of what they were taught in Starfleet. And so Ensign Kim has that negative impression and then instantly assumes that uh, Quark is just doing that. And, and you know, he's not wrong. Quark is trying to swindle him, but it's just the assumption that every Ferengi that we, or that they encounter is going to do that. And so that's just a negative assumption that Ensign Kim has, but we as the viewers also assume that because that's all we've ever seen when we're dealing with the Ferengi, aside from maybe Nog and Rom. But for the most part, when we see a Ferengi, they're usually talking about profit in some capacity and usually trying to rip someone off. So it creates these negative stereotypes that we have about the Ferengi or that the characters have about them. And given the fact that Kim does have those racist attitudes towards the Ferengi and that we have those attitudes, it actually leads to my second point, which is that characters themselves can be fairly racist at times. Now, unfortunately, even though Star Trek is all about acceptance and accepting people for who they are and just, you know, looking beyond the physicalities and trying to go beyond racism there are times when our heroes do actually have racist beliefs and now in the context of star trek i don't believe that just because they have that belief at that one time where they might have made that comment makes them like total racist i think it's a lot harder to debate that in real life because i think if you you know if you do have those tendencies then you an argument could be made that okay there's a deeper problem that you need to explore but I would say in the context of Star Trek, they're not written to be racist, so they're not racist themselves. But they do have moments where they say things and approach things in a rather racist way. And the best example that I can think of is that of Captain Sisko and his attitude towards Nog. At the very beginning of the series, he has a negative view of Nog because, well, Nog's a Ferengi and... Uh, he was caught stealing some stuff, so he thinks, okay, he's a criminal. And when his son Jake starts interacting with Nog and starts becoming friends with him, he is immediately like, hey, don't hang out with this guy. He, Our cultures are very different. They have very negative views toward women. They're greedy. Just don't hang out with him. He's a bad influence. And he kind of holds that, you know, for a large part of the first season and a little bit into actually maybe the majority of season two as well up until season three when things kind of change but it's actually jake who says hey dad like nog's actually a good guy and like yeah we're spending time with each other and yeah we're maybe getting up to mischief but i'm also teaching him how to read because he wants to learn how to do that and so it takes jake saying hey don't judge Nog for his race, judge him for who he is, that Cisco starts to see, okay, maybe there is some good in Nog. But it's not something that Cisco immediately jumped to, even though he is a Starfleet officer, and Starfleet is all about, hey, not judging people based on their race, but judging them by their actions and how they behave. So 
again, that, that's a little problematic. Another example that comes to mind is Captain Kirk and the Klingons. Captain Kirk, you know, didn't like the Klingons a lot in the original series because they were the bad guys, but he started to have really negative racist views towards them after they killed his son. And he even gets to the point in Star Trek VI where he says, let them die, and he doesn't care about the Klingons and just thinks that they can't be trusted because they're Klingons, and why would they be trusted? Because, well, they're Klingons. And it takes Spock to kind of push him into that whole situation where then he learns that, okay, you know, not all Klingons are bad and Gorkon really was trying to do something good. And he realizes that, oh, geez, Louise, I am prejudiced. I need to check that and fix it and grow from it, which he does, which is fantastic. But he does hold those beliefs, which, again, is problematic for a Starfleet officer. And I just want to say, for the record, and I know I'm repeating myself, but I do want to make it very clear that I'm not saying that Kirk and Cisco are raging racists who just spat out hate. No, I don't think they do. But there are some challenges and some problems with some of those attitudes. It is not just those two that I think are problematic. It's actually just almost any character in Star Trek who will innocently say, ah, Klingons, of course they want to go to battle, or they might make some offhand remark about how uh, you can't trust a, a Klingon to be a therapist or something, or uh, Vulcans, of course they don't have a sense of humor, which is technically true, but it also does come off as racist because, again, like if you were to look at this in real life, you wouldn't say, uh, those Russians, what are they up to today? Or, oh, those Dominican men... Uh, you know, they're up to stuff too, and I'm Dominican, and, you know, that's a whole other issue. But, you know, you don't hear people say that, and when you do say something like that, or if you hear someone say that, you go, hey, dude, like, <laughs> that's not really cool. Maybe you ought to think about that. But in Star Trek, no one really ever corrects them and says, hey, you know, maybe not all Klingons are the same way. And granted, they do explore that a little bit in some of the series where they show, hey, not all Klingons are obsessed with war, but it doesn't prevent characters from still saying those things and kind of making those offhand remarks that are kind of uh, denigrating to any given alien race just because it's like, ah, of course they're going to do that because they're Klingons. And uh, of course they're going to overthrow their government because they're Cardassians or... That's not really a good example because Cardassians are very loyal to the government and totalitarian. But either way, making those kind of comments is kind of denigrating and dismissive of the entire culture. And the final aspect that I want to talk about that I think is rather concerning actually is pointed out explicitly to the viewers in an episode called Chimera. And in case you don't know every episode title name off by heart, that's the episode where Odo meets another changeling, and the changeling name is Laz, as I believe is how you pronounce it. I was just watching it now just to make sure I had the right pronunciation. But in that episode, Odo is trying to tell Laz, like, hey, like, dude, like, stop being so racist towards humanoids, and they're actually not bad people. Why are you being so distasteful? They're actually good. Like, not all of them are untrustworthy. Which is, you know, a fair point. Laz is kind of being a jerk and, you know, judging people based on the fact that, ah, they're humanoids and just being dismissive of them. Like, what do they matter? And 
why would I even want to bother interacting with them? And hey, Odo, why are you interacting with them? But in the episode, he does make a really compelling point when he tells Odo that, you know what? All of your friends here on the station like you, respect you, and trust you, but they only respect you and trust you, one, because you're not a founder and you're doing kind of what they want, and two, they trust you because you choose to be in a humanoid form, and they're used to that. But he basically is saying that, hey, if you were actually going to hang out in your natural state all the time, they probably wouldn't like you or respect you because they would be afraid because you're so different from them. And he even points out the fact that when he was in the promenade existing as mist, he was freaking everybody out. Granted, it's kind of strange to be walking around and having mist everywhere all of a sudden. And it would have been nice if Laz had said, hey, guys, I'm going to be doing this. But he points out that, hey, everyone's freaked out, even though technically I'm not doing anything wrong. I'm just doing something that is natural for me. Like humans, we eat, we sleep, we go to the washroom. Those are all natural things. To a changeling, they exist in a liquid state and they shapeshift. That's kind of what they do. So it's natural for them. So basically he's saying that, hey, while your friends like you and trust you and respect you, they don't really respect and trust the real you because they're afraid of it because it's different. And his argument is fairly strong. And it does suggest that, hey, maybe even though Cisco outwardly is like, hey, you know, Odo, you're you're my security officer, chief of security. I trust you. You know, we've worked well together for all these years. There's a, maybe an underlying mistrust. Like, one, you could potentially be a founder or could be corrupted by the founders because you're a changeling. But also, two, I know that you're not a humanoid and that you do exist in a liquid state. And that's kind of off-putting, which is why Odo really only reverts to that inside his quarters and does it privately. He doesn't do it in public because people would be freaked out. And that actually points to a larger issue and a larger question of Star Trek is that, like, say your Starfleet officers, would they be accepting a people that were not humanoid? Because all we've really seen in Star Trek are humanoids. And obviously part of that reason is budgetary. And because, well, it's not like Star Wars where they have like a huge budget that they can use on alien makeup to make people look super unique. Where they're like, okay, we have a very limited budget. We're going to hire, you know, obviously we're going to hire people because, well, people exist and we're going to hire them. We're going to give them some makeup. We're going to give them... Of maybe a bumpy forehead and maybe some different colored skin. But, you know, ultimately it's still like the two hands, two arms, two legs, two feet kind of deal and nothing really that that alien, so to speak. And actually, even Odo mentions that and said, well, you know, we only trust people of the two hands, uh, two arms, two legs, right? I believe is kind of what he says. And, you know, so there's that. But because we've only ever seen. Starfleet interacting with humanoids, you do get the impression that uh, maybe uh, Starfleet would not be as accepting of other species if they didn't conform to a humanoid appearance. There is really no proof of whether or not Starfleet would be as accepting of alien races that didn't conform to a humanoid form. But 
there's some strong evidence in Chimera that suggests, hey, you know what? Maybe that's actually true. Maybe they aren't as open as what we might expect. And which I guess is natural because we are inherently uncomfortable around things that are different. But it is problematic when you think, well, Starfleet, like that's all they preach is just accepting and being open and, you know, acknowledging people for what they do rather than how they look. So a little problematic. And going back to Chimera for an uh, and going back to the episode for a second, I do think it's interesting when you start thinking about Odo and like how many people in the main cast do really accept Odo 100% for who he is. And to be honest, I think maybe only Kira, Bashir, and possibly even Quark truly only accept Odo for who he is because they always seem to be the ones that care about him the most. And like, you know, Kark, even though he's kind of being harassed by Odo for most of the series, still has like just so much respect for the man. And then Bashir, you know, respects Odo and, you know, risks his career to try to save him and to try to cure the virus and, and, you know, got into some illegal stuff, but was doing it to save Odo. So yeah, I think that, you know, he truly respects Odo and Kira ultimately falls in love with him and, you know, totally seems to embrace the fact that he is a changeling and that he does exist as a liquid most of the time and that he only chooses to be humanoid or rather to be in that humanoid form. So I think, yeah, she truly understands him, accepts him for who he is. But I don't think that's true for even Cisco. I think Cisco is always kind of uh, wary of Odo and doesn't fully trust him, which is disappointing. So I don't know. It's really hard to say, but I do think Chimera in that episode does point out some some things that are, you know, a little bit concerning. And I feel like I'm going around in circles, which I don't mean to be, but it's just it's a lot to unpack. But again, I think those are things to think about. And again, I'm not saying everyone is racist in Star Trek, but I am saying there are some things that are you know, fairly concerning that maybe hopefully in future series can actually be addressed. But what do you think? Do you agree with me? Do you think those things are concerning? Or do you actually think that, no, actually Star Trek is 100% racist? Or do you think that, no, not at all, nothing about it is ever racist? Just let me know. I'd love to hear. I, I think it's, you know, a good discussion to have. And I'd love to hear your thoughts on that issue. Also, let me know what you think of the podcast. Are you enjoying the podcast? Are you liking it? Are there some things that you absolutely love? Are there some things that you wish I would change or wish I would improve? Let me know because ultimately I want to make a podcast that you enjoy listening to. And in the paraphrase words of Captain Kirk, I shall see you out there. That away. <laughs>